Hey, hey, this is Dr. Carla Michelle, and like always, welcome to the Strong Network Podcast. I am happy to be your host today, as always, um, as we go through this journey of the free woman, how to live free every day. We're in chapter two. If you want to join along and grab your book, you can do so on Amazon. Uh, the link will be in the show notes. But if you look up how to be free, um, excuse me, the free woman, how to live free every day, or just the free woman in my name, it should come up. Um Let's go ahead and dive into chapter two here. Breaking chains, unshackling societal expectations. <laughs> oh my gosh, I think about it all the time. And you know, let me tell you where my mind kind of goes sometimes when I think of societal expectation, I think of gender roles, right? Um, but I also think of... Sometimes I just think of, uh, I just had an image in my face go by of something I did. And I'm like, oh, I probably shouldn't. Anyway, so there I went. What? Coming back. Uh, But societal expectations is, you know, I think about how we are raised. Um, The gender roles are real. We can show up in in a business, a corporation. We can show up as I'm a business owner. And... uh, (laughs) I think, you know, we're all, some of us uh, are quick to back down as females or how, as females and are, if you're an introvert, whether male or female, however you identify, if is an introvert can help you, like you might, you hold back. Um, but this, the expectation is, why aren't you speak up? Why aren't you talking? You know, not taking into consideration a lot of the things that may have been going on in life for that person. Uh, the stories that they're telling themselves in their head, even the extrovert, you know, they can be outside of the societal expectation. They're too loud. They talk too much. They uh, want to be in control of everything. They're blah, 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 blah. There are so many things that keep us in these um, bumpers of life of having us believe that we're not efficient, sufficient, more than enough to be here on this earth, always having us question who we are, you know, as parents with our children, we're constantly on them about something that comes off as a put down instead of what we're really doing is trying to protect them and keep them from hurting and harming their lives and their mental state. But yet, we find ourselves being a part of the society that is not encouraging our children to be their best, even though we feel that we are by the things that we bring up about their lives. So, unshackling ourselves from expectations of others, things that uh, we talked about in the first chapter, of finding that inner freedom. But I want you in this time to discover what is it? What are your handcuffs? What's your jail? What's your penitentiary, your mental and emotional penitentiary, physical penitentiary that you've placed yourself in because of expectations, because of what the world is saying, because of how your life has gone, because of choices and decisions that you've made or choices or decisions that people have made for you. 
you know, it's time to have that clarion call. <laughs> that clarion call. It's an it's a demand that you find yourself courageously questioning the roles that you've cast for yourself to play in this world and to boldly redefine what it truly means to be you in this beautiful world and how your definition of you is adding to the great tapestry of this world. It's so important to realize and remember, and I know you've heard it and I'll say it again, you're destined for so much more than living up to the expectations of others. You're destined for a life of authenticity, for self-discovery, for unbound freedom. And it's whatever that looks like for you. It's something about walking in your freedom. You're, you walk a little lighter. You walk more bold and less moved by what someone else thinks, when someone else says, or what someone else could be saying when you walk away. But you're free to understand that, no, I don't have to be around you if you don't like me, but I'm also free enough that I am not going to take this if you're not, your displeasure in me <laughs> for whatever is going on in you to put me in handcuffs. There's this word in here, um, self-reinvention, and that's on page 27. Because when we're talking about freedom, we're talking about being on a path of self-empowerment, self-discovery, and self-reinvention. So when I'm thinking about reinvention, you know, I think, oh, at the recording of this podcast, I'm in the latter part of 2023. So no matter where we are, this is still relevant. But as we are coming into the new year, self-reinvention is always something that we try to do. Expansion, taking us to that next level, reinventing ourselves. Also, I was thinking like when we think of the word self-reinvent, we, we usually have something terrible going on in our lives and we need to reinvent ourselves, right? Take 90 days, six months, and you'll come out and you'll be the new person. Hide yourself away and come out. The butterfly or the cocoon effect. But I also want to put this in your mind and question. Why do we wait to reinvent ourselves when things are not right? Could we start reworking on or being more mindful of reinventing ourselves even when things are going well? And I say it's slow because it's hitting me. It's like 
why do we always wait till we're down and it's like harder to come back up with the reinvention? Whereas if we are steadily checking in with us and not that I'm, I'm saying we don't glory in the experiences or the accomplishments that we're having. I'm not saying that we're not grateful, we're not appreciative, but what I am saying is why do we wait till we're down to say? Why do we wait till a breakup? Why do we wait till a divorce? Why do we wake up to something tragic happens to say we're going to reinvent ourselves? Where can we more often than normal have the mindset of today what do I need to change? What do I need to reinvent about my life? What do I and reinvent re reinventing something is something new for you. It's something new you want to try for you to to do and be and accomplish the things in your life. Every day you have a choice. Every day you have the choice to reinvent how you do it. Every day, that's the freedom of of the of the sun and the moon. It's 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 the markings of another day and another opportunity. So I want to I want you to think about that self reinvention. Do we have to wait? Do you have to wait? If you're journaling, if you're using uh, the book, write that down. Let's see what page is it on. You're going to hear me pages here on page 35 you can write some notes down but do we dare take self-reinvention when things life business is going well do we dare tackle sorry i said take do we dare tackle self-reinvention when things life business is going well why do we wait until we have to reinvent Instead of just always being in that mode. Hmm. Something to think about. You know, uh, another thing is, as we know, women are expected to be nurturers. And there are some really good men out there that are nurturers as well. We're selfless, accommodating. And we're told to prioritize the needs and happiness of others. And I talked about that a little bit on the episode uh, 509 about where we are and how we're putting other people first. No matter who, what, how, we're nowhere, no matter where you are in life, we have to just think about what am I doing? And is this, is this something that I want to do? Or is it just because I don't want to disappoint someone? But um, when I think about women as the giver, the womb, the safe place, the canal, the birth canal, we are a pathway to life, the nourisher. I'm going to say that again, the giver. The womb, the canal, the nourisher. The canal is the that pathway into life. The womb, the safe place, the warmth, the giver. And you think about those things as a woman in in how at times we're we're asked to show up as that all the time, as the giver. 
as the one who's always going to be there. Nurture, no matter what. Even if you're hurting, you have to nurture. You've, you've told yourself you can't share your pain. You just have to take it. Well, that's where the power of self-awareness is and finding out and recognizing the ways in which you have been influenced to live, the way that you have been influenced to make choices. It's, it's self-awareness helps you identify the mask that you need to take off that have that have gotten so comfortable on your face that you would feel naked if you took it off and almost run back to it and try to put it on because that's all you know is to do and to be what everyone else is expected of you. So I want you to ask yourself, what roles have you played to conform to these expectations that society put on you, that life has put on you? What are you putting on hold to live up to what someone else wants? Self-assertiveness. Now, I have a, gosh, on Instagram, I have a broadcast channel and I did a little talk in this and please follow me if you're there I mean to join if you're on Instagram it's no cost it's 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 lots of encouraging things and self-work but cultivating self-assertiveness and self-assertiveness is not an innate trait I'm on page 30 it's a skill that thrives on practice and self-belief It's like a muscle that strengthens over time, enabling us to navigate the complex landscape of relationships and situations with unwavering authenticity and unwavering courage. Self-assertiveness is like your personal superpower. Self-assertiveness. How many of you feel like, oh man, you know, yeah, I'm really assertive. Right, <laughs> but are you assertive of others? Are you self-assertive? And you know me, I'm always going to try to switch it up. But are you one that needs to reclaim your voice? That you need to rediscover your dreams. Do you need to be that person that celebrates your individuality? One of the things that. I've noticed sitting at the tables and meetings and talking to my clients as I coach them when they're sitting at the table with other executives or team members that some do not speak up and they have the answers. They have the insight. Now, there's the others that speak up too much, and then we got to talk about that. That's something else. You're just out there too much. And then you're taking advantage of for all your ideas, and then you're overlooked. Okay, that's a whole nother episode. But I am talking about the silent ones that need to step into 
more of their self-assertiveness and reclaim your voice in the meetings, on the Zooms, and speak up. Instead of walking out and you're disappointed or frustrated because you didn't speak up. Talk to the people that you need to talk to. Come with something to say. There should not be two meetings in a row that you're not saying anything. You got it. I know that you can have some off days and you just feel like just sitting there and taking it in. But you have to have something to say. So embrace your, your self-assertiveness. Unveil who you are. Shed away the layers of all the negative naysay that's been said to you, around you, because of you. All the stuff that makes you uncomfortable. Let it go. Let it go. And find the way that you need to believe in yourself as an entrepreneur. That you need to see yourself and the boundaries that you need to set and be more assertive in the keeping them. Because your kindness, I tell you, kindness is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. But kindness without boundaries can be deadly. So let, ask yourself, what pressures have you allowed to conform you, your personal life, your professional life? What, what pressure have you fallen into? Is it just to do what that person wants done without saying anything when you don't agree? But not, and then not remove yourself when you know that this is not aligning with where you see yourself and where you want to go? Is there something that you need to discover with how you gender, gender, gender wise of how you want to show up? Is there something in you? The expectation of a role that only for that person or that person because, but you really love it and you want to show up. You want to be that person, even though you're that only person doing it. I'm pausing so that you can think. In what ways do you need to really start expressing your personal style, your interest, your hobbies? And how do you need to start doing that? Well, what I want to do, I really can't afford to do. Well, can you find out? Can you do some research? Can you see? Can you let other people know? Maybe there's some support out there for you. Maybe there is a way. You know, I watch, I watch this one person and she's on um, many other socials. And I, the story now, I mean, she has her own clothing line, which is, I think is a great thing. But when she started and she worked for a corporation, they would tease her about her the way she would dress and throw things together and just some off what they would call offbeat, right? And now look at her. She quit her job and she's getting paid by us watching her. 
and her clothing line of wanting to dress like her and, and you know, she's flying and traveling. I don't know all the story because you can show what you want to show uh, when you're filming, but but it's her being different that has helped her be her today. So your differences can be the very thing that you need to be that different person. You don't want to always repeat what everyone else is doing. Because then you just blend in. And then when criticism and people resist you, you just got to keep moving. At least you know, come on, that means you're doing something. People criticizing you, that means you're doing something outside the box. People resisting, that means, okay, they don't get it yet. (laughs) Who knew we are going to have electric cars one day, right? If you think about it. You know, but yet... It's about here in California, it's about to be forcing us to have them. (laughs) So, yeah. And what role does confidence play in asserting your individuality? You got to have some self-confidence. And how can you nurture and strengthen your self-confidence? Because if you are going to be self-assertive, you better have some (laughs) self-confidence. If you're going to be that game changer, you're going to be that move maker. If you're going to impact people's lives, you better have some self-confidence. You, you need it on a daily basis. On a daily basis. And self-confidence should be taken like a a supplement that we spend all the money on (laughs) to help improve whatever we're trying to improve. Take some dose of self-confidence every day. And I'm not saying being a, you know, a butthole. I'm saying confidence to do what you need to do. Usually people who are buttholes are insecure. I'm saying confidence for you to show up and to speak up and to put yourself into positions and places and people without not being forward, but just knowing that you belong when you arrive. Knowing you belong when you arrive. And embrace those role models out there. Get in there and find those people who can really champion what you believe in and what they see. And believe if someone sees something in you, can you believe them too? Can you believe what someone sees in you and allow that to be nurtured? And to believe it, the hardest thing I have, <laughs> I shouldn't say the one of the hardest thing as a coach, whether is is to coach someone who does not have self-confidence. Yet, they're very good at what they do. Yet, they're amazing. They're impactful, but they don't see it. They're doing it. But they do it in a way of not knowing that they're impactful. They do it in a way they're like, oh, I've got to prove myself. Mm. So know the difference between proving yourself and being impactful. And you've proved yourself long enough, then you've got to start realizing you're impactful. And then I want you to set some personal and professional goals that align with that self-assertiveness that you are stepping into. So here are some things you can put into practice. Create a personal expectation audit. 
(laughs) Write down your expectations you've encountered. And when it comes to like what jobs you should have or what gender roles are out there, what path should you have or what about your relationship? Is is it normal or not? And what a, write those things down, what you come up against, what you find. And then assess whether these expectations align with your values. Sometimes you, you, you can't just do what everyone else has done and expect to be happy. You can't marry like your mom or dad did or didn't do and expect to just because they did it that way. You don't know. Find out what works for you. Have the relationships that work for you. I mean, really works for you because I, I gotta, I don't want somebody, well, it works for me that, you know, he likes or she likes or they do this, but you don't really feel good about it. I'm not saying that. I'm saying what really, wait and, and find and get yourself together. Let's get ourselves together so that we can attract those people. Let's see you and celebrate you and give you that kind of relationship that you know you want deep down and you don't have to settle. So lack of self-confidence, you start to settle. Have the honest conversations with yourself and with others and then set and communicate your boundaries. Practice asserting those boundaries when necessary even if it means saying no to whatever the pressure that you've given in for decades, to start saying no today can really change the way you live and how you do this thing called freedom. That's chapter two. All right, I appreciate your time. Remember to share this with someone and if you would haven't already, please leave a comment. Um, your rating and your stars. I would love a five star if you uh, could. That helps us with the algorithm and getting the word out about this podcast, the Strong Network Podcast with me, Dr. Carla Michelle. I'm signing off until next time. Take care.